0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Season 2, Episode 10 of The Booth
1: Review. This is Brandon Higley alongside your favorite host, Nathan King. Uh, today we're going to be, well, actually today, last part of the semester. Shout
0: out to us. We're about to be uh, sophomore and a half. Uh, I am not junior year. way yeah. farther on than me, but
1: that's I'm about to be a sophomore and a half. Yeah, that's only because I'm killing myself in credits, so... <laughs> Uh yeah, so we've gone through two semesters already. Crazy actually that we've done this. Uh, and then we're going into our third. Obviously, uh, it's been exciting so far. Hopefully, it's gotten better over time, and hopefully, you guys are still tuning in. Uh, but today we're gonna be talking about some, you know, obviously some game picks. We go there often, and there wasn't really a lot. But we're gonna be talking about some MLB free agency. I know Brandon's right. excited about that. That's right. I'm fired up. We're gonna talk about Sabers. How they only win against good teams. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the quarterback injuries cause there's a lot more opinions on the MVP race, uh, that I want to talk about just cause Brock Purdy's leading right now. <laughs> I'll get more into that and yeah, we're just going to do what we do cause we do what we do. That's right. So, That's what I hear. That is what I hear. It's the news of the week. So, uh, first off. Uh, yeah, we can go Sabres real quick because that's really all we have for hockey. Uh, you want to talk? You start us off. Yeah, Sabres,
0: big win last night, three to one on the road in Boston. Very historically tough place to play for the Sabres. Um, overall, great team effort. Devin Levi is, is back. His return, he allows one goal. How many saves for Devin Levi? Yeah, quite a
1: few saves. Um, surprising, honestly, because I, I, I didn't give up on Levi. I was ready for him to go down, but he... I, I
0: thought he was going to be down a lot longer, but, um, Obviously with the illness for Uko Pekaluken, we needed goaltending. Um and I'm actually very satisfied with how he played and why shouldn't I be? One goal against the best team in hockey on the road in his return from the AHL. Um let's see. Thirty two or thirty one of thirty two for Levi, a nine sixty nine save percentage, thirty one saves. That might be his best performance of the year.
1: Yeah, I would say. I, I think he's incredibly talented and I've never denied that. I feel like, you know, he he had his struggles and I guess he is still very young. And I think the hear me out. I mean, there's going to be these there's going to be bumps because he's not an experienced player. But I will I do think he will be fine in the long run. Yeah, and I'm no. still very excited about him as a player. It just comes down to uh you know, him getting more experience, much as I think the whole Sabres organization and team as a whole needs to get that experience because they don't have a lot of veteran like leadership yeah no so.
0: there's no reason to worry about levi he's got vesna potential um even a, like a rookie ryan miller he once set down he got sent down to rochester once yeah um i think it's very good and very humbling for levi and i think he responded appropriately and i i don't know if they're gonna send him back down eric Comrie may get the boot out of buffalo he's I been hope. performing pretty horrendously bad lately
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I want to shout out uh, just because he's been a stud this year, JJ uh, Paterka. JJ
0: Paterka in that shot of his, man.
1: God, he is 21 years old. He is. He's a scorer. That's he what he is. does. He goes out there. And if I don't know, he's, he's got
0: uh, like he's Victor Olafson with much more skill. I think Olafson is strictly gonna set up in his office and shoot with his shot. Um, Olafson had a goal too. He did, and that's what he does, dude. He sets up in that right uh, right side of the net and rips shots, but Paterka does that, but he's also very skilled with the puck, and he's very good defensively as a forward, uh, and I'm going to say this right now, man, I'm still not giving up hope on this Buffalo Sabres season, uh, something you may not know is the Sabres record at this time this year is the exact same as it was this time last year, and we all know that they ended up with 92 points, they were point out of the playoffs last yeah. year, and this Sabres team is not nearly as healthy right now as it was at this point last year. Tage Thompson being at 50%. But he did score a goal. Yes. But Tage Thompson's banged up. Jack Quinn just got cleared today to uh, skate and practice without a non contact. Obviously, Lukanen and Levi have missed some games each. Um, Samuelson's been banged up. Uh, Tuck and Cousins have been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, really, we haven't got to see the full core. And Darlene's hurt now, also, by the way. Uh, the full core hasn't really been able to play together minus the first week of the season. Um, Not a lot of consistency, right?
1: And that's probably why, I guess, they haven't been a consistent team. Like, you can see the talent with these big wins, but they also have a lot of these losses over some teams that maybe they should beat. So they've been very incoherent, I guess, and they haven't really meshed well, but they haven't had a lot of time to come together and mesh a lot of, you know.
0: They've been very unlucky injury-wise. I think that this is a team that is going to get hot because everything that has or could have gone wrong for this team has Mm -hmm. there's nowhere to go from but up and they're still not dead yet they they've been playing better recently even the games they've been losing they've been competitive for the most part minus a hiccup against new jersey um they're gonna get hot man this is a core that has done it before we've seen it last year you know you're better than your record says you are at this point of the season um I'm not giving up hope on the Sabres yet, just yet.
1: No, I I agree with that, and I'm not gonna give up hope uh, for them because I like you know we mentioned a lot there is a lot to look forward to, mm-hmm. and until we have a full unit, it's really tough to see. And we're so young. I love the promise that this team always shows. They've just made me a little annoyed through, or over the year just because it's been inconsistent. Yeah, and I expected more, but I guess there is positives to look at, and that's exciting. Uh, they're, ex- they're
0: still learning to play with expectations on their shoulders, too. Yeah. You know, last year going into the season, no expectation to be competitive. These guys are our age. Yeah. Cool. And now this year, they have all this weight on their shoulders. Like, this is the team that's going to break the drought, um, which still very well could happen. Yeah. Especially, like, wildcard uh, race-wise, I think, is a very decent possibility still. Um, last night's win told me a lot about the heart of this team and the grit because... Losing four straight to, you could even say, inferior opponents. Yeah. Um, They could have went into the Boston, which is historically, minus Carolina, the toughest place to play for the Buffalo Sabres in the last 13 seasons. And they could have just laid down and uh, let the Bruins have their way with them. But they went in there and they dominated that game. And um, really, two goals that – or there should have been an extra two goals. One got taken off the board and the other one – I don't even remember what happened. It was some weird situation. Uh, they could have won this game five to one. Like this was a total domination of the best team in hockey, and they've done it earlier this year too by killing the Rangers.
1: Yeah, it's in like the garden. It's, we're beating these good teams, which shows that you know we can contend with some of the better teams. Yeah. It's just- uh, when every, everything has to come together. And a lot of it, I feel like the injuries... Goalie play has been one as well where I feel like it's been night and day with some of these goalies. Uh, UPL's played great, I mm-hmm. think, throughout the season, but the Levi's had like, you know some shaky starts. Comrie's been horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, Comrie. I, I can't so say anything good, really. They're
0: wasting another roster spot by keeping three goalies. So if they want to do the the levi Lucanan thing, then mm-hmm. do it. Bring get Comrie Anderson. off the roster. <laughs> get Coolidge back to the bigs or go trade for somebody you got to have an extra forward because, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, the Sabres have been running out uh, a lineup with one less forward, and they've had to run seven defensemen out there, 11-7 lineup, which is not beneficial for a team that's having trouble scoring goals right now either, having to have forwards play extra shifts. The
1: team's struggling, I think, to even get shots off at times.
0: Yeah, yeah. they. Um, this team, and they even did this last year, but... Um, Not as much. They try to make the extra pass rather than shoot, and once they realize that they are actually have some dudes that have ridiculous shots, like like Tage Thompson, for example, has maybe the best shot, best release in hockey, and even he likes to make the extra pass sometimes. So like, yeah, these dudes, what they just got to get their feet wet a little bit. Once they get this experience under their belt and what it's like to play with expectations, this is gonna be a dangerous team. I have no, um doubts in my mind about that. And even if they don't make the playoffs this year, man. Great learning experience for this core. I mean, we have the core four locked up for at least the next 7 seasons, and hopefully we get middle
1: stats signed as well. Mhm. I think yeah, I think getting the just getting it off their back to make the playoffs will they I feel like they'll be so much better after they regist- or actually make the playoffs just because that's on their shoulders and you have 18, 19-year-olds with that pressure on them that they're supposed to be like the saviors in a sense. Of, yeah. you know, the team that's been in what is it in comparison to other droughts? It's like the longest drought. The longest
0: year. drought in I think probably NHL history. What about in major sports? It's tied right now for the longest active drought with the Jets. That's what I thought. Twelve seasons. Um I will say though a couple bright spots I want to mention of the Sabres so far this season. Uh first, like we said, JJ Paterka has been unreal. Um Casey Middlestat turning into a legit first line center. Uh, And even if it, I mean, it has shown in the goal scoring column, like he scored his fair share of goals this year, but he is an unbelievable playmaker with the puck. And he um, has really stepped up his game. He's had to, because Tage was absent uh, for a long time. So I want to shout out Casey Middlestat, Rasmus Dahlian continues to be the best defenseman in hockey, two way defenseman. Um, Owen Power has been fantastic this year. I know he gets a lot of slack from people on Twitter, but he is basically what Rasmus Dahlin was when he was his age. Mm. I, I'm not giving up on Power. I would say maybe even better it. offensively. He is so advanced with the puck in his hands for his age. People forget he is 21 years old, mm-hmm. um, and he's on Hockey Savant, which is a advanced analytics website. He is the number one ranked offensive defenseman in hockey. At his age. No, Love like, him. he's the number one ranked defensive defenseman in the NHL. But I'm just saying, at his age, is an incredible feat. Yeah. So I'm going to shout him out. I'm going to shout out UPL. He's been fantastic for us, holding it down while Levi's getting his feet wet. And the last person I wanted to mention is Alex Tuck. He's stepped it up lately as well. He's having a good bounce back couple of weeks here.
1: I want to shout out, uh, not Sabre-wise, I did want to shout out the Coyotes. Yeah, for, dude, they're
0: playing really they're well. They're playing
1: really well on a streak, but they beat, weird stat, but the last five Stanley Cup champions yeah. in a row with the Knights, Avalanche, Lightning, uh, Blues, and Capitals. Yep. Uh, good on you. Uh, I didn't know they could play hockey in Arizona, but apparently <laughs> they can.
0: <laughs> they were talking about actually building in the Maroon Arena. Because no, I saw that. Well. well,
1: they're playing. Where do they play? Well, uh, who do they share with? Is it? Uh, Arizona State. Yeah, I thought it was Arizona State. And, I mean, nothing's 5,000 m- seats. Yeah, though. miniature compared. It, it's literally a college stadium, which is crazy for a professional hockey team
0: college hockey school
1: no i mean it's probably loud in there but to be fair it's literally so compact (laughs) as as this room yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh hopefully uh unrelated but maybe next semester brendan and i are thinking about possibly filming so you can actually see the room while we're talking yeah but be sick we'll see uh that's in formulation but past hockey um we're going to move on to the next point. Uh you want to just go into We'll do NFL last cuz we'll do mm-hmm. game picks. So let's yeah. go into uh some We'll go into baseball right now. Yeah, let's do it. You want You want to start off with some notable free agents? Um yeah,
0: first one we're going to talk about Sonny Gray going to the yep. Cardinals 3 years, $75 million contract with St. Louis. Um I know you being a Cardinals fan and everything, but me personally, for the Cardinals sake, not a fan of this one.
1: I also am not because, listen, our bullpen, 2015 would be crazy right now. The thing is, is these guys are late 30s. It's not what we need. Sonny
0: Gray is a starter, but I know what you I
1: know he's a starter, but it's at this point where we need to get, like, young guys on the rise are people that are, like, in their prime, 28, 29, 30 years old, but not someone that's 35. I feel like it's just we're getting these aging stars, and we're already an aging team. We needed to get younger, and we'll – this ad pitching, yes, he's going to be—he's a starter. He's going to be good this he's year. He's going to be good. But they're
0: going to be paying him twenty-five million dollars at age thirty-eight. I just don't
1: think it was a great move. And who else do we get? Do we get younger? No, we got Lance Lynn as well. Like, I yeah, just don't... who
0: has already been the St. Louis.
1: And yeah. Left. And it went just to seems eight other like places and came back. It seems like we're just doing tours around the retirement home. People that are on the verge, and I know Sonny Gray. He, he's still producing, and he's still going to be a starter. But it just feels like it wasn't the right move or the right, uh, I guess, free no, agent to go like, after
0: the Cardinals it's weird they're still like I feel like their philosophy is like we screwed up last year we're still trying to hold on to any sort of competitiveness but I don't think they're gonna be like like you said dude they have no young core end of story like it's Dylan Carlson and Tommy Edmund and that's it dude
1: and we're trading people away now like it uh uh I don't know. They just got
0: rid of Tyler O'Neill today yeah. to the Boston Red Sox for a pretty weak return.
1: That I agree. I can't even remember who we got. Me neither. Uh, but
0: if I'm the Cardinals, man, I'm blowing this thing up because you had maybe the best corner infield uh, duo in baseball for the last four years or three yeah, years. Three, I believe. And like, it's just not working, man. Um, they don't have the pitching. They don't have anything else, really, because Wilson Contreras was kind of a disappointment for them mm-hmm. last year. Um, Yeah, man, and they could get, like, well, they could right now. Like, they could get serious return for Arenado and Goldie. Yeah. But they're hanging on to these guys trying to stay competitive, which in the NL Central, maybe. But, like, they're not World Series contenders. They're not NL Pennant contenders. I
1: think us trading, for me, trading Jordan Montgomery didn't make sense to me.
0: I agree. Especially, like... What did they get for him? I can't even remember, man.
1: I believe almost nothing. Like, very little.
0: Um, like, especially after you give up Bader for him. Mm-hmm. You would feel like you would want to extend
1: him. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Like I said, the Cardinals just don't have a lot of like young talent on that and team. And the thing
0: is, they very well could. They've traded away numerous young stars for pretty weak returns in prior years. A uh, couple names are Randy Orozarena and Adoles Garcia, two of the best outfielders in baseball right now. The Cardinals mm. traded before they really hit their
1: stride in other places. It's it's tough to be a Cardinals fan. Who, what future do we have to look forward right now? Tommy Edmund. Yeah. Um, Dylan
0: Carlson's been
1: a Dylan, little underwhelming. Jordan Walker, majors, I mean, he had— Jordan Wa-
0: I will say Jordan Walker looked really good in his rookie season. I, 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 I agree. I agree.
1: I think that he's looked good his rookie season, but he's still very young and there's we're, it's still not certain that'll it turn out. We don't have certain start. We have Arenado, We have Goldie. They are fide superstars. Okay? They're also
0: both over 34 years. That's old. what
1: I'm saying. We so. got, we got our MVP. I got to see an MVP season out of any of my team. Um, which is cool to me because, you know, that's new. I saw – it is. I mean – I've
0: only seen one, man. It was Andrew McCutcheon
1: Yeah, 13. which was cool. Just, like, some small. Like, the Bills having an even cover athlete, I was like, wow, I didn't think that ever happened with my team, any team. Yeah. So, besides Michael Jordan who decides to, you know, just be him. But as a Bulls fan, that's really all we have to celebrate for our history. So – Yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, in other news, though, um, Juan Soto. Juan Soto traded to the Yankees. Um Padres
0: get a decent return here a uh, couple of decent prospects in return for a guy who wasn't going to resign there and they clear up a bunch of money because the Padres are bankrupt if you are unaware like they literally went bankrupt and oh money yeah uh, which is not a good look for their owner but they're trying to clear up money they got rid of Soto who wasn't going to come back um, and I don't think Soto resigns with the Yankees after this season either I think this is a one-year rental for the Yankees uh, they're trying to go all in and get a World Series with this core.
1: It's a very Yankees thing. To, it's a yeah. very Yankees thing to do to go out and get a one year like rental.
0: Right. And if, if I'm from the Yankees and if I don't win a World Series this year, that's a terrible look. Um You know, you're going to have the best outfield in baseball. You're going to have Verdugo, Judge, and Soto. Yeah. And not to mention all the money you've spent on the entire rest of the roster. I mean, Garrett Cole just got – did Garrett Cole get paid?
1: I uh, think he got think a bag. I think got paid well. Yeah, he did.
0: I remember the contract. It was the highest paid uh, of all time at the time. Uh, this is a roster that I think can compete for a World Series. So anything less is going to be a disappointment after getting Juan Soto.
1: No, I completely agree with that. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I See, I am sick of everyone going to the Yankees or Dodgers, but, I mean, I'm not even surprised that Juan Soto went there. And he's yeah. obviously going to help them. He'll be there a I, year. I
0: also do not think he is the player he once was. He's significantly been worse the last two seasons than he was in Washington. And he. I believe this is because he is no longer going the other way. Like He s- tries to pull the baseball every single bat now, mm-hmm. and his stats are dipping, and
1: that's the reason why. I pose a question for you. Whether it's baseball or it's basketball, do you think trying to like buy these super teams, in a sense, is actually worth it? it my it's opinion, only
0: worth it if you get a championship. My
1: thing is, though, I do you think it's even <clears throat> worth trying, in a sense? Because a lot of these people are buying these players because they're the players, but not because they fit with the team. Right. I think it's a terrible idea. Like, <clears throat> You have all these good players, but if they don't work together well as a team and they don't match each other, like you're not building a team, you're building a name of players. And I feel like, like, that's why,
0: like, I don't understand why the Bucks traded for Lillard. Like, that's one of those where you're like, why? Because the Bucks didn't need Lillard, and um, Drew Holiday was he had a, a great a, fit in Milwaukee. I mean, he already won a championship. Yeah, he win.
1: can't shoot like Lillard, okay? I'll say that. But he can defend 100 times better and than Lillard. And he's a better
0: point guard.
1: Yeah, which I think worked out fine. And right now, the Bucks are actually not doing so hot, which no. I'll get into that a little later. But, like, it seems like... The Everyone's going for name value and for these prospects, but not realizing what these teams are going to add. Yeah. Like, the Clippers go after Harden. Why do you need Harden? Out of all the things you could get, I feel like... I mean, they've lost a bunch. I mean, they've won a few games recently, but... Out of all you can get, why would you get that? He's not going to fit with a team that already has these shooters, these stars, and that doesn't make sense to me. Baseball, you see the Mets. Yeah. The Mets will go Went after. Went all in and bought every single yeah. We'll position. Yeah, will go after 25 big-name guys. They'll win a bunch of games, get bounced in the playoffs early. Well, the... they didn't even
0: win a bunch of games this year.
1: Yeah, they, they <laughs> just had a bad year this year. So did the Yankees, but.
0: Yeah, and then the Mets got penalized for going over the luxury tax by dropping from 9 to
1: 19 in the draft lottery. Yeah.
0: And it, didn't even, it wasn't even worth it because they were terrible.
1: It just, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, I get getting prospects, but make sure they fit your team and don't get them just because they have the name there.
0: Exactly. Like, for example, the Texas Rangers had a healthy mix of both guys that they bought and guys that they developed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the two big names that they got were Seeger and Simeon. Yes. Which both apparently were the really 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 good signings. Mm-hmm. Um Seeger and Simeon, one of the best middle infield duos, if not the best in baseball. And then obviously they went and got Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom's going to fit into any rotation obviously, but yeah. he also didn't pitch most of the season. So like that didn't even matter because you developed your catcher Jonah Heim, you developed Adolis Garcia, mm-hmm. um the la- the was it Nathaniel or Brandon? I think it was Nathaniel Low Lau. Mm-hmm was the guy that was on the rangers like there's all these guys that you brought up through the farm and then i believe was it two off seasons ago they went and got seager and simeon they felt that was the time to strike while the iron was hot with all these prospects and it worked out perfectly for them and then like the diamondbacks man they don't they didn't buy anybody they trusted their general manager and their farm and i love that they all dude their whole team like was brought up through their system man and they went to the world series and
1: had a great year i think I'll look to a few teams. One that I'll look at that was built really well. Uh, I mean, obviously they're six and six right now, but just from personal watching, when Sean McDermott came in with the Bills with Brandon Bean when they were both hired, they brought in a lot of solid players, but ones that would fit a system perfectly a culture. together. Yeah, and yeah. that's what they—that's what it was. And I feel like we've talked about this before, but a culture is important. But they brought in you know these mid talent, which mid to good talent players such as Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer were brought in. You know, they like drafted together. Yeah. But it was through this chemistry that they became elite, and it feels it feels like a lot of these young teams that develop, we'll say, all oh, the real team out there, the Warriors. The Warriors. The, they you, all came up together. That's exactly. what I'm saying. They came that's up together. That's why so strong. they together. The culture's been strong. They love each other. You know, they have the, each other's back and everything, and that's why they've been successful throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, say what
0: you want about them being a super team. They earned every bit of that. They
1: were very organic until Kevin Durant. But that being said, they still have that organic core that came together. Yeah. Or even the Sabres right now, all these guys that are doing that stuff together, they're coming up together as a family, and they do Through everything. the AHL. yeah. Yeah. And you have – I mean, you bring in people, like, again, mid, middle-level talent that are hungry, not like going – like t- um, Tate Thompson. You, yeah. He came in. He's hungry. He went out there. He worked. He worked his ass off, okay? He did. And to get to, you know. one of the best centers in hockey. That's what I'm saying. And he, But he didn't come in like that, and he didn't come in with arrogance. Everyone there is trying to work, you know? I think a great example of that is also Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck was a third-liner at
0: best for the yeah. Golden Knights. Sabres trade for him in the Jack Eichel trade. He comes back to his hometown,
1: and dude puts up 30 goals last year. Like, he's a star. If you can get someone that fits your system – and can fit in with the culture correctly, I think Mm -hmm. that works. Instead of having people clashing personalities, I think this is the reason one of the debates, like, in FIBA. You have, I mean, obviously the U.S. has, you know, won, but I feel like uh, even the year we won against Spain, you have these teams that have been playing their entire life together, some of these, like, national teams. And it means more to
0: those guys because of that, too. Like, USA just throws together an all-star team, and if they lose, they don't care. They're still the best players in the world. Yes. But, like, these other teams, they're playing like it's – the World Cup of basketball, and it is. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like
1: they care. You see, but what I'm saying is, you see these like teams that are, they even the U.S. team said like maybe we're better players. They're a better team, yeah, and they work well together. And they only compete with some of these best players because they just uh, they flow perfectly. They know each other's game. They understand each other, whether it's on the field or off the field. And I think that's important. And you have a team thrown together. I keep using the Mets because the Mets really just throw a team together where people are like. They're all veterans, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they none of them really know each other. There's no connection. They all went there to get a bag, so it's like they're not. What are they playing for? You know, yeah. they've already similar made to it. the
0: Dodgers. You know, like the Dodgers obviously are always one of the better teams in the National League uh-huh. because they're basically an NL All-Star team. But there's a reason
1: why they don't win the World Series. Breaking news! Breaking news! Uh, Booth review. TC underscore Higley started following us. Oh no! Three minutes, four not minutes ago. Todd. Not Todd. Welcome. To our Instagram page. Yeah. But uh, like I was saying, the Dodgers,
0: they um, they rarely win the World Series. They won yeah. the COVID World Series, which Even is a Even the short Yankees has recently. Exactly. Yankees haven't won since 2009. Yeah. Like, these dudes get the bag and go to these big cities, and then sports don't matter as much in these big cities, except for New York. I will say New York, it does matter. Um, but that, like, my point, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's almost like a comfort thing once they get on these teams where there's all these stars where they feel like they don't have to perform. Um, back to what we were talking about with, like, the culture fits. Like, say what you want about Cole Beasley as a human being. What a great fit he was for the Buffalo Bills and in Josh Allen's development. He provided value. As a safety blanket and yeah. kind of a reliable target. So was Diggs. Like, Diggs
1: and Allen both kind of became elite together Before as well. Diggs, I will say underrated. John Brown really helped. helped mold Josh Allen. But it was... Through, I guess, providing value in something different, but while also being a, someone that was a good personality that had fun. I mean, the whole the whole thing that started it's it's corny, but you know the we love you Josh Allen in the tunnel that the high pitch thing it's corny. Okay, that being said, it was something that they had fun with and that they could bond over every game. Yeah. And it's it's little things like that where it's more like you know it's not someone playing for themselves, playing for a contract. It's them playing for each other and wanting to wanting to be the best that they can to elevate other people around them. And I'll say so, that's something that Diggs has done where even if he's not having a great game, if they win by a lot, say Gabe Davis gets a bunch of catches. I've seen him a few times, especially when we had Beasley, they, they'd they go off, they score a touchdown. He's celebrating with them and he's excited. And I feel like that's really important to not only, you know, elevate your game, but to elevate the people around you. Yeah. And you do that if you have this coherent culture around you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can even see it like at the collegiate level being on a team, you uh, or even in the high school level, the, some of the most best memories that these players have aren't on the field, exactly. A lot of these are even the, like team dinners, you know, the practices just bonding with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, even you, you, like you're bonding with your team every week, and they come on the podcast sometimes, so, yeah, you dude. know, shout out to Snyder, Timmy Mack, and um oh oh my God, I'm blanking right now. Come on now. Timmy Mack, Anthony Snyder, and Murph. There yeah, we go, Aiden dude. Murphy. Aiden Murphy. Bad with names, love you guys. But anyway, it's you guys are doing little things like this, but it helps build the team, and that's why you guys have been successful. And that's all sports where you have to bond and you have to actually appreciate the guys around you in order to just elevate yourself and become the best you. Yeah, I so. agree, dude. Yeah, that was that was really <laughs> on a, on a soapbox.
0: Oh, uh, we got we to gotta continue with uh, free agent signings.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Off on a tangent. Uh go on, Brandon. <laughs> the uh
0: so the Otani saga has been a roller coaster. These reporters like Nightingale and these dudes keep reporting stuff and like confirming stuff and then like hours later it's not true. Nobody knows what's going on with Shohei Otani right now. Does there was Otani reports know? today that like a Blue Jays deal was pretty much confirmed and he was on his way to Toronto in a plane and then Nightingale came out hours later and said he's not on a plane to Toronto, he's at his house and Los Angeles. Nobody knows what's going on with Otani.
1: Um, Do you think if you're Otani, you're just sitting back and laughing? At probably, dude. You're, like, like, you're reading these articles like, am I? Like, really? Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> every week they're like, well, oh, his deadline's this day. This deadline's, and then it comes out hours later. No, his deadline's the next week. Just let him make his decision, dude. Nobody really cares when his deadline is.
1: It's it kind of reminds me of the uh, oh the decision with LeBron, yeah, dude. Where it was like he he went out and announced it, but let him do it on his own time because there were reports weeks ahead for that. And I remember it was just where's LeBron going? Where's LeBron going? Is he he's going here? He's on this plane. He's doing this thing. Yeah. And eventually, he's just like I'm just doing this.
0: Like when no matter what the reporters say, is not going to change his decision. So yeah, let him make his decision. It's people
1: grabbing onto headlines because it's big. Yeah, not because they know anything new, but because they're like oh I can get clicks for this. I can get views. And wherever Otani goes, it's he's gonna be, a, you know, a great help to that team. But even if he just stays, you know, like it's, yeah. no one he's knows yet. God, he's gonna get the bag. But no, it just no one knows. But people keep acting like they know. Yeah, and which I, is
0: annoying. Like no fan really appreciates those false reports. Yeah,
1: I, I still haven't seen a Cardinals one, sadly. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I think he's gonna go the Dodgers personally. I don't know, listen, I don't know why we haven't even been in rumors to even try and target him. If we're talking about, oh, we need pitchers or stuff, just...
0: Well, he's not going to pitch for another two years.
1: I know, but... He just got Tommy John. I I know he got Tommy John, but I'm saying, (laughs) like, if we're trying to build a future, he's going to get more than a two-year contract.
0: But he's also over 30 now, so I don't think that'd be a smart investment for the Cardinals either. How old
1: is he right now? 30, I think. Really? I guess uh, baseball's different where they all start a lot. Well,
0: he also came from Japan after playing pro ball in Japan for, like, five years, so... He started late. He's twenty nine.
1: Yeah, but he, he'll be thirty next year. Okay, still though, it's it'd be nice to see. Just because I feel like the Cardinals have gone thirty five plus right now, so. Yeah. Do they have six hundred million to throw together uh, for Otani or no? It's a big market city. It, it's a medium market city. Yeah, but it's it's, it's beautiful. So have it it I is. been? It's no a nice city, but we're gonna go. <laughs> Any other free agents that you that have really stood out? Oh,
0: man, let me think about it. I mean, the really the stove's been pretty cold, to be honest, so far through this offseason. There's been rumors of stuff going on, but oh, yeah. nothing huge. Like, they just confirmed, actually, Mike Trout's not going to be traded. Which I didn't think he was going to be. But, like, all the major guys haven't really – there hasn't been that much going on quite yet. What do you think? Uh, Craig Kimbrell did go to the Orioles. I think that's a really good fit for the Orioles. Because Felix Bautista is out for the 2024 season, Ooh. Um, so Kimbrell can be the stopgap closer for the one-year deal he got until he's back. For a really good young Orioles team, he'll have plenty of save opportunities and good bounce-back candidate for 2024. Craig Kimbrell,
1: absolutely. Um, where do you
0: think uh, Yamamoto is going to go? I think I really do think Yamamoto is going to be a New York Met. Um, they've shown they're willing to spend money, and they really need pitching. They traded both Scherzer and Verlander. Um, their only real pitcher in their rotation right now, and Snyder, and if mm-hmm. you're listening, can attest to this, is Kodai Senga. Uh-huh. they really need pitching, and they're going to spend the money to acquire pitching. They don't want another letdown like they had last year.
1: Yeah. No. Uh. Again, I still haven't seen any talk of him for the Cardinals, which is disappointing because he actually is a pitcher at 25. Yeah. Like <laughs> no,
0: I, I just the, the Cardinals aren't in a spot to compete and spend money right now.
1: No. But they think they are. They think they're in a spot to get old guys to contend for a year, which our window's been closed, like, slammed shut. Uh, Uh, If they blow it up right now, they can be back in play. I think they should. They should blow it up and just let it go for, like, rebuild for a few years. Same with the Chicago Bulls. On a win streak right now, blow it up. Yeah, I mean, they're playing better without Zach Levine than they were with him. Kobe White has been that guy. He has been that guy. And Vooch, without Zach, has been very good. Zach – I'm not a
0: fan of Zach Levine. I'm not gonna Zach lie. to Zach Levine
1: can score, but if you're really watching the games, he's not playing defense, he's not passing. He's, he's a
0: terrible guy to have. His efficiency's
1: bad. Yeah. I don't know. I mean know. yeah. Anyway, I will talk some basketball now if we don't have any more like big ones we want to talk about. Uh I don't um, believe we do. If not, you can just Yeah, uh, I mean cut Corbin me
0: Burns trained rumors, but more. Nobody rumors. Knows where.
1: Yeah. Until it's formulated I I could care less about baseball rumors because they're at the end of the day, they're just gonna be rumors. Yeah. And Nobody none, knows. Yeah. Other sports is more obvious. Baseball people are just like because throwing there's no a salary cap. Yeah. So
0: like you can anyone can be in the mix for anybody.
1: Unless in the NFL, you're the Eagles or Niners, which means your salary cap's off somehow. Yeah, they turned it off in the settings. I figured as much. Um, (laughs) Some other news, though. um, Not baseball news. Uh, Where am I? Oh, some basketball news. Uh, It's going to be the Pacers versus the Lakers in the in-season championship. Very
0: interesting matchup. Um, Tyrese Halliburton has really established himself as one of the tier S point guards in the NBA this year. Yeah, like, you
1: can't even say it. He, he came out as a star. Not only a star, he's a superstar player right yeah, now. Bonafide. And he's
0: in the MVP conversation right
1: now. Deservingly so. He's been so good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm, I'm actually excited. I think I Lakers have been hot.
0: Yeah, very good win for them over the Suns. Big shout-out to Austin Reeves, man. He keeps balling for these Lakers. I, He's no, going to be a I, Chicago Bull here pretty soon for <laughs> Zach Levine.
1: I really like I, I just, I like Austin Reeves and how he plays. And uh, Halliburton has been one of the most fun players to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Who do you have taking this?
0: I seriously, dude, I think the Pacers win this game. I think the Pacers The way they're playing game. right now as a team, the culture going on in Indiana right now, it's a basketball state, man, and they love their Pacers. I think this is a fun train to hop on at this point of the season. Basketball, hear me out, basketball's fun when the Pacers are good. I agree and especially small market dude i love watching small market teams succeed being a pirates fan because it's just it makes you feel like you have a shot (laughs) you know um as a bulls fan i can agree (laughs) they they act like a small market team
1: (laughs) yeah they don't make any moves but uh yeah dude pacers very fun uh
0: is buddy healed still a pacer buddy Heels a pacer yeah i think buddy Heels a really good basketball player but ben matherin is a stud yes miles turner is -hmm. a stud i love this roster um
1: the Kings could have had, the Kings got Sabonis, yeah. but they could have had Halliburton. I didn't love that trade
0: for them. Tyrese the is different. Hear
1: me out though. I, I'm still not mad at that trade in the sense where I think that the Kings have benefited greatly. And De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton would you know both you know bleh, I can't speak right now, but I feel like they, I feel like what they have going now is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't be too mad at either way just because Sabonis is that guy still, yeah. But I think that is one of the best examples of a win win trade. I you don't see many win win trades, um, right, just in all of sports. I feel it's normally someone ends up getting fleeced. I think uh, Diggs Jefferson is one of the best examples as well, yeah. That's win win, but um,
0: I will say this you and I had this conversation on draft night when the Bulls passed on Halliburton to take Pat Williams. That was a mistake from the start. We both said at the time that Tyrese Halliburton. Was going to be a really good point guard. In the well, NBA.
1: I texted you immediately. I go out of everyone available. Why would we take Pat Williams at four? Not a starter in college. Yeah, bad, terrible bust. Terrible. Well, I didn't see it. It was like, look at his metrics. He has a crazy upside, but I'm like, yeah, but we haven't we're shown anything to get
0: into contention. Yeah,
1: man. you can't when you're drafting at number four and you're bad. You can't. You cannot take prospect-type picks, where, you know, where yeah. it's like his ceiling's high, but he hasn't shown His it.
0: floor is stupid low.
1: Yeah. Um And it's shown. God, He's been dude, terrible. We're off again on tangent. I am going to take the Pacers in this game. I think they've been exciting. And just as we went off for a while, I just think that they mesh really well, and I think they have that chemistry. Mm-hmm. And Halliburton is just so much fun to watch. He is. That being said, don't count the Lakers out completely. No, shout-out
0: to the King, dude. He's doing great things. At yeah. Each, what is he 40 now?
1: Uh, Yeah, he is 40. Oldest yeah, dude, player in the NBA. Um. Yeah. Shout out, and obviously, him. Uh, Austin Reeves has been that guy. Even D'Angelo Russell has been ball. He's been a little very good. Bit. Yeah. Anthony agree. Davis defensively. Well, offensively, he's been good, but defensively, he's been a stud. He stepped it up. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like the Lakers. Lakers are actually doing really well this it's a year. Good team, man. Yeah. Um, um. And I will say, I'm glad that players took the in-season tournament seriously because it's been a lot of fun. It has. and It surprised me because it's something that you can look at from both angles, right? You can look at it as a- Hey guys, uh, Nathan here. This is literally a week later as I'm recording this, but in this part, Brendan and I had no idea what we're talking about. So, in fact, it's cut. So, what we're talked about in this segment, we talked about $500,000 for a tournament, players are playing for it, awesome, amazing, all fun. Uh, now let's move on to the Lakers. Uh, yeah, no, I think the Lakers are a very good team. I just don't think that what's going to happen. I, I just don't see them winning this one. I think it'll be kind of a passing the torch moment from, you know, an older LeBron James to Halliburton, which sounds corny again. But I think that, it you know, you have a young talent like this, and it's really cool to see someone that's, like, half his age. He's but... another one
0: of these guards that came into the league. They're, like, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, man, yeah. and they're starting
1: to take the game over. Like, it's a big man's game now, and I love it. Yeah, it all comes full circle. Um so, some winners this week, I will go out here and say. Uh, I have us yeah, as a collective because yeah. this is the season finale. Classes we'll-
0: are done,
1: man. Yeah. Uh, you have some finals. I have one final, but we've been killing it in the classroom. Uh yes, sir. And we've been killing it on the pod. So, great semester, and next is going to be even better. I have Tyrese Halliburton on here and the Pacers because good on them. Dude, like,
0: what a job by the GM. I don't even know who their GM is. It's not Larry Bird anymore. It mm-hmm. used to be. But what a – What a core, man. This is a really good roster. I want to talk about
1: another team. The Timberwolves are the one seed by three games. Surprisingly playing
0: very well because last year, and really all time, this is a very disappointing franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't think that the too big thing was going to work, like we talked about when Timmy
1: was on. But it has. I had I've had a lot of compl- like I had a lot of complaints. Just I said that they were. I think last last semester I said that they were the Chargers of the NBA, mm-hmm. where I said that they are always one of the most talented teams. I mean they had Ant last year. They had Gobert. They had um, Cat. Cat and they. I don't. They had D'Lo at one point too. They had D'Lo at one point. Did they have no Pat Beverly was a Bull. He was a Timberwolf. Where was he? Was he a Timberwolf yeah. before a Bull? Yes, oh. but Gobert wasn't there at that point. Okay. I didn't remember exactly his timeline, but that being said, I said that they have these three players and they're not winning games. They're actually, they were like second to last or last. Because, well, they had
0: Wiggins too back then.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that again before, but I was saying last year that they should have won a lot more. Yeah. And they didn't. And this year to see him put it together, it's like finally. And Ant's uh, so good. Cat, he is. He's very good. Cat's been the most physical I've seen him his whole career. And Which Gopair, is good to see because Gop- he used to be so soft. Man. Yes. And I, I guess the fan pressure got to him. And, uh, <laughs> Gobert is actually back in his form of just being a defensive stud. He's out there. He's you know doing what he needs to. He's not. Yeah. He's efficient right now, and I think the Timberwolves are benefiting from this. Um, I guess two tower yeah. yeah.
0: When you give him a minimized offensive role, I think he starts to calm down in a sense where he doesn't have to produce at all on mm-hmm. the offensive end of the basketball. So, obviously, one of the best defenders of all time. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year winner. Um, Is it only he's, two? He's doing his thing, man. Yeah, I think so. He went back to back, and then I thought he had three. He might have three. Either way,
1: still an incredible defender. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch them. Um, some other winners I have I have the Lakers on there. Well, I have JJ Paterka and the Sabres because go Sabes. Um, yeah. Devon Levi. Uh, the bye week, um, the bye week, man. Yeah, the bye week, absolute win. Uh, I, yeah, losers of the week, Steelers fans. No, this the whole anything that has to do with Steelers. Big L. I I'm saying the fans as the main loser though because the takes I've seen this week are egregious. Dude, Tomlin's that hasn't won a playoff game in so long. Tom, Tomlin's has not good. He's, Tomlin's had shit rosters.
0: Okay. Yes. And he's dragged them to nine and eight. Constantly. I don't want to hear another word. Oh, I
1: thought Matt Kendo was the problem.
0: He almost he won a game. Problem. He almost won a game with Mitch Trubisky last night.
1: That's impressive. Like if people are watching the game, you'll realize that it's not Tomlin. That's more of who he's. Player around. execution yes. is
0: a huge problem on offense.
1: They just aren't executing the call. Like I think, you can only scheme so much. I dude. think Ben Roethlisberger right now would be better than Mitch Trubisky. That's not even a form. hot take. That's just true. Mitch Trubisky is just I had hope. Like, when he came in, Bills, I was like, this is good for his career. You know, he's a backup. Hey, he's been a pro bowler before. Maybe he'll turn around. No. He's awful. Horrible, dude. He's terrible. He's gotten worse. Some of his reads. Fourth fourth and two? Yeah. And three? Let's throw it into the end yeah, zone. Yeah, fourth there. and two. Whipped it down there. Why? You need two yards. I would rather you run the ball.
0: Yeah.
1: I just. Joke. It, that was a hard watch. And I feel bad for the Steelers. Uh like Steelers fans in general, but guys, come on! Without Tomlin, without Tomlin, you guys would without Tomlin, not be this anywhere. Team has
0: two to three wins this season.
1: I might agree with that. Yeah, it's I don't know. I just think it's been bad takes. So I'm as a loser. Um, I mean, notice that he
0: runs the defense, and they allowed zero second half points yesterday.
1: Yes, but and, you know, we, yes,
0: they allowed twenty one the first half. Seven was on a short field at the eleven yard line. Um. Fourteen Mitch. points against should win you a game every single week. There's no excuse for that in the NFL.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh some other losers though. I said Von Miller still, still, still a piece of shit. He is a loser, just a loser human being. Yeah,
0: and he's practicing. Breaking news: Clyde edwards hilaire will be the starting
1: running back for the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Isaiah oh, yeah. Pacheco is out. That was all, that, I, I knew that. I'm excited. I I'll get more into the Bills later. Jamie uh, Leward I have a, as a loser because he was messing with the cup and he still he lost, but not a very efficient. Don't touch
0: the trophy, bro. Yeah.
1: Bad idea. Trevor Lawrence, why are you a loser? Uh, I'll say because they didn't get a car. I'll say the Jacksonville Jaguars organization there. Yeah, that's
0: kind not of a his loser. fault. That's, that's
1: just the but organization. I, I So I'll say the organization, and I'll say uh, winner of the week, uh, turf. Good on you. you you're you very good at injuring people.
0: Let me say this, too. The Jags are suffering from the terrible towel curse. You don't wipe your ass with a terrible towel and get away with it. It's a known curse that if you mess with the towel, your season goes to shambles. The Browns and the Jags both mess with the towel this this
1: season, and uh, their quarterbacks are both hurt. Oh, uh, I have one more. Loser of the week. Eagles! Fans. What happened? What happened? Uh, I, you got blown out. What happened? I'm pretty. Uh, it's better than Jalen Hurta. I'm tired of seeing it. Eagles fans are always like, whoa, did you see that call? Did you see that call? And as soon as they win, they're like, cry, cry. Every yeah, Eagles fan. No, they're just ignorant. Bro. They're the most annoying fans, and every time they lose, we win. I like the Eagles players. I cannot <laughs> stand the fans. So every time they lose. I don't really like the players, to be honest with you. Okay. Hear me out. When I like Jason Kelsey. I am rooting for the Cowboys over you and their fans. <laughs> yeah. You know your fans and are And the San Francisco
0: holes. 49ers. And their yeah. fans are
1: dicks, too. Yeah, I cannot. Eagles fans, I am so happy you lost, and your team is the most overrated in football right now. And well, well,
0: I guess the Steelers aren't overrated anymore. They were two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> now H- it's definitely Philly. I don't think Philly gets out of the second round of the playoffs. A ref ball. It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship. But we'll right now. Agree. Buy your tickets. Buy your plane tickets.
1: I actually just put out, since this is the last one of the year, I put down my Super Bowl prediction where I had the 49ers beating the Chiefs this year. I don't think the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl. I, with all these injuries, I just don't see another team that has, I guess, the playoff experience right now. You
0: know who's going to go to the Super Bowl this year? Who? You're going to think I'm insane. But I think they're going to get in. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to. See they're play. not, good, Brandon. I'm. I'm going to argue. With your... You got to listen. You got to listen to my reasoning here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yep. Listening. Ravens. The Bills have their number. The Bills are the one of the two defenses in football that has Lamar Jackson figured Steelers out. The Steelers other. and Bills. So it's not that Ravens are done. Just rush eight. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is hurt, and the Jaguars are frauds either way. No. Buffalo's going to show us who they are against Kansas City this weekend. If they beat Kansas City this weekend. They can prove that they can beat them in the playoffs as well. Um, I don't think Houston's ready for that. The Broncos, the Browns, the Colts, and the Steelers sure as hell aren't ready for this. It's literally down to Buffalo, Kansas City, and Baltimore. And I think this, if the Bills get in, this is a dangerous, dangerous Bills team because they've heard the narratives. Josh Allen's heard the narratives. The The coach has heard the narratives. They're sick of it. I think they're coming out with fire this week, and as you'll hear later in my predictions, the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs this weekend. If you Stat
1: of the week, Sean McDermott 6-0 and after the bye. Nate, the Bills and the
0: 49ers are going to play in the Super Bowl this season. Book the tickets. Buy the tickets right now. <sighs> okay, here's what I'll say. Because
1: if they get in, Nate, that is a dangerous team. But that's the big if. Right now... Well, they're going to pass some of these garbage teams. With their schedule. But some of these garbage teams at the bottom have an easy schedule. Or they're playing each other. Steelers are gone. They're out. I agree. Colts
0: and Texans, one of them is going to knock the other
1: out. And the Browns are trash. I think Colts are out. What I have in my... Browns are starting Joe Flacco quarterback. My wild card, though, because of that Browns defense, I think the Browns hold on. Who are they going to beat, Nate? Steelers, that's it. Well, yeah. That's eight wins. Brendan. That's Brendan, not Brendan, Brendan. They played the Bears. They're the going to beat the Bears. The Bears are going to beat the Browns. The Bears are not beating yes, the Browns. Yes,
0: they are. Justin Fields is playing.
1: I don't care. Justin Fields has about as many wins as... Nate,
0: didn't they just beat a decent football team a couple weeks ago?
1: I just don't... Okay. I think the Browns are going to hang on because they also play the Bengals and Jets, who don't know what they're doing. I, I The Bengals might win.
0: No, the Bears almost beat the Lions. That's what happened.
1: They hung around until the last minute. What I have <laughs> is I have... Oh, I have this mic messing up. Apparently, um, <laughs> what I have though is I have that the wild card teams are going to be Texans. Yep, Texans are making I it think the Texans easy schedule. In. The Browns? No. Have the Browns? No. And I have the Broncos. So,
0: I mine my three are Houston, Buffalo, and Denver. I think those are the three wild
1: card teams. I just don't see Buffalo. I think he's going to come out and beat Kansas City. this They they
0: very well could win out. The Bills. We're going to lose to the Cowboys. They very well could win that game. And we're going to lose. There, So, for as much as we've talked about the Bills being a train wreck this year, they're going to get hot, dude. Like, down the stretch,
1: this is a dangerous team to play. But that Eagles game was kind of a lot of that season. That was a slap to the mouth. And I think that... They if, also played really, really well offensively. If we get in, this would be our best chance because of... As much as I hate to say it, I, I don't <laughs> think it's the best team this year. It's injuries. But then again... A lot of why our losses are out there are due to these injuries. And Trey the, White, Matt Milano, on Dequan Jones. Dawson Knox is back. If they get in this year, Nate, there is no expectations. No. Which is why they're so dangerous. But I just think... I'm still going to blame us, but also still the refs, I will say, that Eagles game. But I will say we should have won that game. And we had our foot on their throats, and then we played conservative. And unless we blow out a team... I don't think that we can win out. I think we're going to be out by one game. And as a Bills fan, I hate to say it, and I think that you're right that if we get hot and if we get in, I think we could win it all. I think we're more talented than any of the teams remaining so due to I. quarterbacks being out. Yes. But I don't see us making it there. And it's The thing the about that is, if they get in is
0: the years prior when they've gotten into the playoffs, they also haven't had a run game. Yeah. Their run game is the best it's
1: been in the last decade. I'm um, No, 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 no. Yeah. 2017 Shady McCoy. Nate, that was our entire... how good James Cook's has, yeah. of season he's having. He's doing great. We're not giving him enough handoffs still, in my opinion. But you cannot overlook LaShawn McCoy in 2016, LaShawn well, McCoy 2017.
0: carried that offense. That
1: was our offense, yes. Yeah. If James Cook had that, maybe he does the same. But right. that's what I'll say there. But I don't know. It's a big if, and that's why I have them out. But I think that they could contend if they are in. I have the 49ers, and I have the Chiefs, because I don't think anyone can contend with the Chiefs if the Bills don't get in. And that's why I I I have them in there. I think if the Bills don't get in, I think the Dolphins beat them the second time around. I don't think think the Dolphins are going to be that good. Hear me out. They have a lot of speed. I just don't think they, one, don't have the experience. But, two, they don't beat good teams.
0: I think they're going to eventually, dude. They're going to come around and bite somebody because people are
1: starting to have this narrative. You know how I feel about these narratives, man. Well, what about the narrative that Josh Allen owns Dolphins? What's going to happen week 17? I think that that could very well be a loss, but I don't think –
0: the Bills with their playoffs on the line, and the Dolphins, who have already clinched the division at that point, are going to play their
1: starters either. Clinch what division? The, the East. We're not clinching it. No, the Dolphins. Oh. Dolphins may have the division clinched by then. I, but I think the Dolphins would also just want to step on our throats. I, I don't
0: know, man. Because I think Mike McDaniel is like more of a logic guy rather than a rah-rah, let's shove it down your throat guy. 70-20. Yeah. But... At this point of the season, like, why would you play Tyreek Hill in a game that does not matter? Because ultimately, it's probably not going to matter seeding
1: wise either, because the Ravens are probably going to have the number one seed. Hear me out. I'd rather play the starters because the Bills, or I'd rather Dolphins play the starters because the Bills, for some reason, play down. <laughs> yeah. That sounds crazy, but we, we they wouldn't do. even so try. Do the Steelers. I mean, that's just. Okay. A- uh, I did, will say, out of the remaining schedule. We're going to stomp the uh, the Patriots. They beat us in yeah, the first that's, time. that's going to be a dub. They're going to come out pissed and them. Pre- I bet you they win this week, Nate. They're going to win this weekend. I oh. have them winning this week. Okay. Uh, one more thing, or, or two more things. I said the NFL's in shambles with injuries to Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Anthony <laughs> Richardson, Daniel Jones, which that might be a benefit for them, Deshaun Watson, and Kenny Pickett right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a mess. It's terrible. And, that's again, that's why I said that I don't think it's the best team right now. I think it's the team that's the healthiest. And that's every year. But with quarterbacks especially, I'm not used to this many going down. Um, A lot of
0: bad offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'm still standing on my point. I think they should have a full preseason. And I think they should especially replace turf with grass. We've had this conversation I, I don't think we need to go into turf again. It's it's shit. Okay. Yeah, it's awful. Um, but the one conversation I want to have right now is Brock Purdy's leading MVP. Why Which does it? Ridiculous. Why does it have to go to a quarterback? One, I think Dak's doing better. Two, I think Josh Allen's doing better. Three, I C. think Tyre- Stroud I don't even think Brock Purdy's the third best player on his team right now. Stroud's
0: on pace to throw for over five thousand yards as a rookie, by the
1: way. C.J. Stroud, Tyreek Hill has been amazing. I Christian think- McCaffrey. Yeah. Any of those three, I think, are more deserving right now than Brock Purdy, and I don't think he should be in that conversation because he can throw screen passes to IUK or hand it off to McCaffrey or throw screen passes to McCaffrey. Yeah, he doesn't do anything that excites me like that, and I feel no. like he's just benefited from having this. Don't forget, handing off to the Debo. Him. Yeah, <laughs> you have Debo, Debo. You have IUK, You have Kittle every three weeks. Like, yeah, you have CMC. Like, it's.
0: I don't. Juwan like, Jennings is good too. Uh,
1: and you have one of the best offensive lines. Brock Purdy is—he's—he's mm, he's just not that guy for me. And yeah, I don't—I'm no. tired of it being such a quarterback-driven narrative. And I've complained about this before. I just hate it because they're kind of picking the best quarterback out of a pile of shit this year. And I think that that's been the problem.
0: And we've said it before last week. Like Josh Allen's way more deserving than Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is like the sixth or seventh most deserving quarterback to win MVP this year. Yeah, I would have named people. I would rather have win MVP, man. Like. Allen, Dak, Stroud, Lamar, Tua, Hurts, uh, even maybe
1: Allison Leet. <laughs> Shout out Allison Lee. Shout out Allie Lee. Uh, there's, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just frustrating. I'm yeah. tired of it, and that's really all I've said. That it's just annoying because I don't think it's, uh, I don't think he's deserving. I don't either. Uh, I really don't. And then the last thing I have, uh, actually two things. I will go back to basketball because this was at the end for some reason. I saw a breakdown saying that. So it just bothered me because I saw it. It was like the Thunder are in a very bleak situation right now. Are they? They said because they said all their draft picks, all these first round picks, and you can only roster fifteen players, which means they'll waste some of these picks. No, they can trade these for for packages. Are so valuable. That's what I'm saying. You can trade these for packages. You can trade like they're not losing. They're literally second in the West right now. They have a three, a top three core, uh, or not? Well, they have a good big three, depending on allegations. Yeah, and. (laughs) They're not gonna. They're not struggling and they're gonna have a bleak future and they have, bleak future coming up because they have too many picks. That's, yeah, that's stupid. The dumbest thing I've that's ever a dumb. Heard of I actually. looked at that. I watched that video. It was like just a real. I was like, this is maybe the stupidest thing I've seen all week. Maybe of all time. Like, come on. Yeah, figure it out, man. It, it, I don't. Know. Unrelated. That was just me <laughs> on a rant. Game picks. Let's do it. Thursday night football. Oh wait. <laughs> do you want to rant on the Steelers or no? No, I'm so sick of their shit. I looked up NFL game picks instead of schedule. Nice. So, yeah, I, I figured that everyone was hoping that I just... Had we up. had
0: game picks, I was going to pick the Patriots. So I'm going to consider myself 1-0 on the week. Good on you. Oh,
1: game picks last week, I missed one game. I missed three. So we had a good week. I apologize. I got Chargers pa- Patriots wrong. 6-0. Yeah. I what figured- did you have it? 10-0? Uh, 13-10. 13-10. Pass. 13-10. Pass. Yeah, that was my only pick that was wrong. I said the Pats are going to win this week. I said Chargers suck. Chargers still suck, but the Patriots suck I was more. actually really excited about the Panthers
0: game. I thought they were going to win for a long time, and I picked them to win. They ended up blowing it at the end. So but.
1: close. There were some that I was really proud of, though. I, I mean, the ones that I came out and said, I said Falcons over Jets. but uh, Packers.
0: We both picked the Packers over the Chiefs. That it was, was the, the Packers-Chiefs
1: was the big one. Okay, anyway, this week, Texans-Jets. Give me the Texans. Give me the Texans, Give me the Texans big. Give me them 28-14. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. What's going on with the Jets right now? They the quarterback situation is rough. There's a lot coming out, and even if it's like maybe the po- reports aren't correct, still having that like pressure behind you, and it's that offensive line. It's uh, gonna be it's gonna be a blowout. Uh, yes yeah, Score twenty eight fourteen.
0: Um. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of quarterback Stroud is without his number one target uh, Tank Dell obviously after of the season. Uh. But I think he's got two uh, capable guys in Noah Brown and Nico Collins who have both stepped up and been tremendous, as well as Tankdale. Also, Dalton Schultz has been great this year for them.
1: Nico Collins, so underrated this year. Yeah,
0: season. Nico Collins has been maybe the best wide receiver two in that – or I mean, one of the best wide receiver twos in football. Um, I'm going to say Texans still win big. The Jets just horrible football team right now. Uh, give me give me Houston thirty-five to the Jets six. It's not gonna be close. I agree. Rams Ravens. I'll let you start off here. So, Kyron Williams is back, and Kyron Williams continues to shred NFL defenses, picking up where he left off. Um, Ravens coming off the bye from last week, still not healthy, but I think Lamar Lamar has a good game this week against the. Not a great Rams defense. They picked the win up in a I'm gonna say twenty eight to twenty Ravens win.
1: If this wasn't LA, I think I I think I would end up going the Rams, but since it is in Baltimore, I think Baltimore's a hard place to play. Yeah. Especially
0: uh, for these west coast teams. Yeah, yeah.
1: Completely agree. I think it's gonna be close, but I think that I'm gonna have the Ravens just 21-17. Um I think it, like I said, it will be close. But I think the Ravens have been good this year, and I think it really just depends on who plays where here. Yeah. Uh, Panther. They're, yeah. Oh, sorry. No. Nope, go ahead. Uh, do you have anything to add to that? I was just going to say the Ravens have the better quarterback in this matchup, so they're going to yeah. win the game. Uh, Panther Saints. <laughs> uh, I I just can't bet on the Panthers any week right now. I almost got them last week, but I was I was feeling pretty confident. I don't think either team's good, but I think that the Saints are going to come and win, and I think they're going to win big, ten to three.
0: Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction that Alvin Kamara has a three-touchdown game this week.
1: He does that sometimes. He
0: does. Um, He's having a great year, and I think the Saints, they're competing for a playoff spot. The Panthers are not, but the Panthers are going to give the Saints a fight this week because they might as well try to win. They don't have their first-rounder. Saints in a tight one, surprisingly tight one. I'm going to say 23. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say 16-13 Saints. No, I can't because Kamara's gonna score three touchdowns, right? Yes. So I'm gonna say 24 to <laughs> 17, Kamara three tutties. Three touchdowns, but they lose. They get their
1: points subtracted. Yeah.
0: No, my fault on that. I'm gonna <laughs> say 24 17, New Orleans.
1: I'm not mad at that. Uh, ooh, great news! I might be getting Chinese. Ooh! ooh yeah. Shout out to Panda. Shout out Yulia and Alina for getting me Chinese. Uh, next up, Colts Bengals. Uh, this is not a fun game. Um, I mean... who's Yeah,
0: no. It's actually a very important game for the Colts. Very important Jake for the Jake Browning actually. versus Guardy Party. I'm gonna say... I am, too. I know where you're going with this, and I'm gonna say the same thing. Where are you going with this? I'm taking the Bengals in this game.
1: Because I was not. Oh, you're not? I was... I contemplating it, but I said I'm gonna take the Colts and end up winning this game. But I think it's gonna be close, and it's gonna come down to, like, a final drive. I think that Gardner Minshew gets a game-winning drive and it's going to be 24 to 21.
0: I'm going to I'm, I'm going to have a high scoring in this one. Jake Browning. What a game he had last Monday night. Yes, man. he did. Uh over 330 passing yards. Guardy Party's actually been pretty solid for the Colts as well. Michael Pittman's been on a tear. Um but give me the, give me the Bengals in an upset special this week. Um Browning continues his awesome play. They're going to win 34 31. Game-winning game field goal by the Gardner
1: Minshew is going to be a great career backup.
0: Yeah, dude. He's one of the best backups in the NFL.
1: I don't think he's a great starter, but he wins games still. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's efficient and he's a good game manager. Yeah, I agree. Buccaneers-Falcons next. Big uh, game for Atlanta to hold on
0: to this awful division lead.
1: Yeah, and it's in Atlanta. But I think... Shake Baker. I think Baker Mayfield is going to come out and have a great I game think, this Alley. week. I don't like Arthur Smith. I don't think he coaches well, and he has a lot of the talent, especially offensively, to get stuff done. He just They never use it, and I think that Tampa has talent offensively as well, but they actually seem to use it. So I'm mm-hmm. going to end up going – it's, it's going to be a close game either way, and I think this is going to be a 21-18 uh, Buccaneers win.
0: So the Falcons last year had a division lead late into the season also and found a way to blow that. Yes. I think it happens again. I'm taking the Bucks also, Nate, and I think uh, – I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 18 to 10. An interesting score.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Tampa Bay.
1: I like that. I think you messed up your wording a little bit, but what I say? You were saying that the Bucks uh, had found a way to blow it last year. So no, the Falcons did. Yeah, you said that, okay. Yeah. I, I, that's what I thought you meant. So I was a little confused yeah. on what you were going with there. Falcons uh,
0: had a division lead last year and blew
1: it. Backup quarterback out here. Uh, we have Jaguars, Browns. Joe Flacco against uh, a dude from Iowa. What's his name? I have no idea. CJ Beathard. Yes, actually. Um, I... Huh. I'm going Joe Flacco on the Browns this week. <laughs> oh. It's such a hard pick. I just It's coming down to Beathard not really having experience. And Joe Flacco, very old. But I feel like he can throw check down passes better. So, uh, <laughs> even though he's like 50. Uh, so, give me... Give me Flacco taking this game, but it's going to be an awful offensive. Actually, I think the defense scores more points than the offense this week um, for the Jaguars, but I'm going to say 14-10, to the Browns.
0: I'm taking the Jags in this one, and this one really comes down to Jacksonville has more weapons at their disposal for the backup quarterback. Um, They have Calvin Ridley. They have Travis Etienne. Christian Kirk's out for a couple weeks with an injury, but – you know, I think the Jags uh, step up in the absence of Trevor Lawrence and get a huge win for their playoff seeding while he's
1: out. Um, I'm going to go 19 13 Jacksonville. God. Uh, one moment. Because unrelated, but have the Jaguars signed Josh Allen yet? Is he a free agent this year? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. I think he's a free agent. Is he on a tag? I. Uh, don't think they've tagged them yet. I, I don't believe so yet. Huh. Anyway, yeah, no, I'm not mad at that. I think they do have good weapons. Um, It's going to be good. Eh, it's going to be bad, but it's going to be the better of the bad winning. Um, Lions-Bears next. I don't think this one's close either, and I think that the Lions are just going to come out and win. And I know I said that last time, and it was a close game, but I think that the Lions were like, God, uh, you know, they kept Who's it close. this game? Lions-Bears. Lions-Bears. I think Fields is back, but I don't think Fields is back enough to beat the Lions, and I think that the Lions are going to solidify. I think they might clinch this week, or it's really close. Yeah. Um, I think that the Lions are going to win in a close game, though, actually. Uh, I'm going to say 28-25.
0: I think the Lions, score, but. Lions are going to come out mad that the Bears hung around with them for a while last time and really almost won the game. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Lions in a semi blowout. I'm going to go Detroit 38 explosive week to the Bears 17.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not mad
0: at that at all. Big day for Amon Ross A. Brown.
1: Amon Ross such a stud. So is Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta is a great tight end. Wonderful, actually. It makes it went to Iowa, dude. It makes tight them end trading. University, Iowa Hawkeyes. It makes them trading
0: Hawkinson not look
1: that bad. Yeah.
0: Dude, that's the greatest tight end school of all time. I don't really care what you say. You can't even argue it. No. Um, Just the depth of stars that they've produced. Seahawks, Unreal.
1: Niners next. Uh, I don't know where I'm going here. Uh, Okay, upset of the league. I'm taking the Seahawks. Wow, 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 wow. And it might not happen, but I think Geno Smith's going to come out strong. I think Purdy's going to have a stinker. It uh, is going to be an
0: interesting test because it, it, it could be a potential letdown game after the Hive beating the Philadelphia Eagles
1: last week. Yeah. Um, I just think that this seems like it seems as a trap. Even though they're home, I feel like they're going to find a way to blow this, and I think that's going to be 28-24. I think that Brock Purdy throws two interceptions and fumbles once. That's my hot take. I am going to take the Niners. I'm not going to go that crazy. Okay. Um,
0: I, don't, I respect the take. Uh, I'm going to take the Niners in a close game. Let me do Let me 31 thirty-one twenty-eight. San Francisco. Uh, both quarterbacks play decent, okay. but a big day for McCaffrey seals the deal.
1: Not mad. Can't be mad at that. I Like I said, it might not happen, but I just I could see it happening, and I think Seahawks are going to be – I think Seahawks, are, they have to win this. They do. They're playing for their playoff lives. Yeah, I feel like the 49ers are like, okay, we're good. Uh, but I feel yeah. like it's divisional. I think it's going to be a great game. Vikings-Raiders next. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out WWE. Well,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vikings Raiders. Uh, okay,
1: yeah. The Raiders play
0: next Thursday as well. That's why I was confused.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vikings Raiders. This one, you start here because I'm not even sure where I'm going so, yet.
0: Josh Dobbs, obviously coming off the bye, had a really rough game going into the bye. Um, Raiders vibes are up. Interesting matchup here. Uh, Vikings are still somehow in the playoff hunt in the NFC at five and seven. I'm going to take the Vikings. I think Josh Dobbs bounced back, has a decent enough performance to lead him to a win. I'm going to say 16-10 Minnesota.
1: I also agree uh, that the Vikings, after thinking about it for a while, and I know that Dobbs did have a rough game. I can't construct sentences right now. (laughs) Uh, It's that time of the night. Uh, But I think the Vikings are going to come out and win this game, and I think it's going to be an ugly game. Um, I just think it'll get chippy. But I think that the Vikings are going to end up winning this, but I don't think it's going to be particularly high-scoring, and I think that it's going to be, uh, we'll say, 16-9. to nine. Nice. Nice. Yes. Broncos-Chargers next. In L.A., which means the Broncos have another home game. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't – the Chargers – Give me the Broncos. I'm just going to come out and say it that Russell Wilson's going to absolutely feast, and I think that the Broncos are going to take this game, and the Chargers have been a letdown all year. I'm going to say this is going to be their eighth loss, and I think that the Broncos are actually going to sweep the series when they come back. Um, so give me the Broncos, and give me them 21-10. to 10.
0: I'm taking the Broncos huge, actually. I think they're playing with a mojo right now that they're actually a legitimately good AFC playoff contender. I'm going to take the Russ Wilson-led Denver Broncos, 38, to the Brandon Staley-led Chargers, 20.
1: I mean, they almost beat a hot Texans team as well if, if it didn't come down to that last drive. Yep. like They look legit, and they proved against the legit AFC team now. Yeah. And that's weird to call them a legit AFC team, but the, they I mean, are. TJ Stout's that guy. He is. Next up, uh, Bills Chiefs. and Game of the week. Yeah, I think game of the week. Um, speaking of the Bills. Speaking of the Bills. Uh, but anyway, Bills For- Chiefs, I'm going to take them. Hmm. No Pacheco. I think Josh Allen comes out fired up. I'm gonna take them 35-21 over the Chiefs, and that's a you know two score or that yeah two possessions. But I just think that the Bills are gonna come out fired up and pissed after the bye week. Like I said, six and zero after the bye in the regular season. The Bills actually have the Chiefs numbers. I believe they're three and one against the Chiefs, not in the postseason, but in the regular season they do have their number in Arrowhead especially. So I think that the Bills are going to go out, and I think they're going to win this game. I'm going to say that James Cook, two rushing touchdowns.
0: Uh, yeah, dude, I think the Bills also win this game. I think Allen outplays Mahomes. This Is not an Arrowhead or is it Buffalo?
1: Arrowhead, always yeah, an Arrowhead. Right. It's an equal scheduling, but they've had an Arrowhead four year, the last four times. Right. So
0: I think Allen outplays Mahomes at Arrowhead. I think the Bills win... In a high-scoring 38-31 game, Diggs touchdown, Gabe Davis touchdown? Question mark? No. Big game, Gabe's going to have a tutty.
1: Okay. He might. We'll see. He, he shows if up If it wasn't sometimes. as big of a game, he wouldn't. But he had a big game against the Eagles, so I don't think he shows up. He ha- only has one every eight weeks. <laughs> every eight weeks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he comes twice a year. Um, what? Eagles Cowboys. Say that again. Eagles Cowboys up next. Uh, <laughs> the night game. I'm gonna say it. Eagles two straight losses. I'm a hater. I'm gonna say that as well. <laughs> I think that the Cowboys need this win. And I think that they're gonna get this win. They've been playing great football, and Dak Prescott has been playing MVP level football this yes, year. He's been great. So I think he's gonna come out, and he's gonna be the reason that they win. I think that Jalen Hurts is gonna have a turnover this game. Uh, actually, I'm going to go with him having two turnovers as well, as long, as, long oh, as well with two touchdowns. But I think that the Cowboys are going to end up winning this game. for Never mind. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> that they're going to win this game, 25-21. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, man. I think the Eagles kind of got figured out a little bit and humbled last week by the Niners. The um, so Cowboys almost went into the link and won, and mm-hmm. it's always tough trying to beat a team twice in your division. I think the Cowboys win this game in a big NFC showdown um, for seeding-wise and for division-wise, and I think the Cowboys win 28-23. Hot take,
1: Cowboys stop one touch push. Maybe. I think they
0: are. It could happen. I think uh, this is going to be a huge game for Tony Pollard, though.
1: Yeah, probably. Not through. Not on the ground, though. He, he's a good receiving back, and yep. people forget that he's very. He helps in both aspects of the game, and he was originally. I will say when Zeke was still feeding and doing really well, which he had a great week. But he I will say, he, yeah. uh, as much as I hate to say, he did on your, you know, on the well, Steelers.
0: It's a pretty beat up defense at this point but, in the season.
1: Yes, that too. But I'll say that Tony Pollard is great receiving back. Um, yeah. Glad we're in agreement here. Packers Giants. Giants are going to get smacked this week. I think that the Packers. Have, I think the Packers have actually played really well. They have well. a
0: really good NFL quarterback
1: right now. I like Jordan Love, and I think that they played. I, I hated on them, and they we had a rough him patch. We picked them last week,
0: though, man. We gave them credit.
1: I'm going to give the Packers love here, though, and it's in New York, and which means that means you really under. rock. Yeah, that means I'm going to project. Hide it in
0: your sock. Two injuries. Wow.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: MetLife Stadium.
1: Yes. Worst stadium on the planet, any sport. Jordan Love. Three touchdown performance, no picks, and they're gonna win. Masterclass, twenty-eight to seven. I think the Packers are gonna win by a lot more. I think they're gonna
0: demolish and just demoralize this Giants team. I think they're gonna win thirty-eight to three at MetLife. However, one of the Packers receivers is going down with an injury this week.
1: Yeah, that's such
0: a terrible thing to predict. We should edit that out.
1: It's okay. (laughs) We'll see. Um, Titans-Dolphins up next in the last game, actually, Monday Night Football. In Miami. And I'm going to go with the Titans this week. That's a cra- know, It's dude. a crazy take. I, I just think that know. this is going to be a Dolphins special, and I think this is one where they feel comfortable in the division. So I feel like this is going to be one where they're going to get set behind. And I think that the Titans are winning this game, and I don't think it's going to be particularly high-scoring. I think uh, it's going to be... We're going to say 15-12. That's, uh,
0: that's wishful thinking on your behalf as a Bills fan. Yes, that's exactly what it So did. I'm going to be realistic. I think the Dolphins win big. Um, Derrick Henry gets absolutely shut down, and then Will Levis craps his pants on the field like the toddler he is.
1: Dolphins, uh, Dolphins 28-10. Hmm. Hot take of the week. Brandon's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm going to come out and say that right here. That's, not, that's just a fact. Yeah. I. This is the second semester. I mean, yeah, I've dealt with and it. And yeah. I think that the episodes have been you know, really quality. It was good. Way more, way more quality than last semester. Yes. So. And that was kind of learning ground. This year, too, there's been some bumps on the road and some, maybe some audio issues. That's my fault. But,
0: I, I know.
1: But um, it's been nice to actually get some guests on here. And hopefully we get more. And it, hopefully we actually do some interviews next Trent year.
0: F would like to get all the podcast. Yes.
1: It'd be awesome. And I think that, I don't know, it's been a fun time. And I'm glad that, you know, this is a platform that we can actually come out and do something like this. Yes, I said it again. But um, <laughs> I just think it, it's just been a pleasure. So, obviously, thank you guys for listening. And, Brent, anything you have to add on to that? Yeah, I'm
0: going to shout out Mara Rush. Even though she probably isn't listening, she told me to give her a shout-out. So, I'm
1: sending my flowers to her right now. I That's very sweet. I already shouted out Yulia because she's going to be Chinese. But also just shout out Yulia for being a great person and letting me do this podcast every week. Uh, Greatest. Yeah. i, I Best Ukrainian I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many you know. I think that's one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, But shout-out, obviously, because it's definitely given us a platform to do something and for us to just kind of shoot the shit like we normally do anyway with sports. Yeah. So it, it's been an honor, and we hope you guys really enjoy next semester. I think we have a lot of big things planned or even not planned, but things are going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. Shout on out on
0: the street is we may be doing some food testing of some, uh, some athlete only or some athlete branded food yeah maybe
1: that'll be on camera so you guys could watch that on the tube if you want youtube that is um so yeah but i think that's all i have uh shout out josh king uh you know shout out dad uh shout out my mom as well uh terror off uh (laughs) miss you guys a lot uh christmas is coming up uh santa claus is coming to town so can't wait to see you guys and yeah yeah shout out finn the dog man love that dog so
0: cute um just
1: got neutered He's got oh. a cone on his head
0: for about 14 more days. That's two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's pretty bummed out. So
1: <laughs> excited to get home and see the boy. Sorry for him. Good for you guys, though. Yeah. But thank you, guys. Uh, I think that's that's about it. You want to do You did the intro. Close us out. Yeah,
0: man. Um, really excited for next semester. Um, thanks for joining us on the Booth Review. And peace. And yeah. I think that the episode...